Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it's Texas Football Today, a show online. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live, texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all of the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast, vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local, mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks and the executive producer of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Ashley Pickle. Oh. oh gosh, I need to switch that. So yesterday we did the with the interview we're about to do with Corey, but I plugged mine into a different one than usual. So muscle memory mm, got the better get, of me. That's what you get for touching the technology. Hi friends, I have to touch the technology. I kind of get paid to touch the technology. Today is Thursday, August eleventh, twenty twenty two. One hundred and five days until Thanksgiving. Ooh. Happy 69th birthday to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Episode 1,433. On today's show, folks, uh, Corey Hogue, our college, our small college insider, was in uh, town yesterday, so we took advantage and put him through the car wash, and we talked all small college football across state of Texas. Get you mm-hmm. ready for the sub-FBS level of college football from the Southland to the WAC to the SWAC to the Lone Star Conference to the American Southwest Conference to NAIA to JUCO. We talk about it all. This guy's an encyclopedia. It's coming up here in a moment in the back half of the program. We are going to have an intern exit interview. Ryan Baldwin has been an intern with us for uh, the last like three days or so. Months. Is that right? Has he been here that whole time? Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll investigate that in our DCTF in- exit interview uh, with our intern, Ryan Baldwin, coming up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Nick Morton, just Chad, Daniel Agnew, and 03-bodied stepside. Welcome yeah. in, fellas. Or lady fella. I'm not sure, and I'm not going to assume, but so, welcome in to everyone. Uh, so I'm a homeowner. That's a bragging. Um <laughs> I mean, and yeah, in this housing market, it is. So I, I've this has kind of been ramping up lately. I don't know how it happened, but I've started getting text messages and emails and stuff from people. Um, can uh, like if we would consider an Selling. offer on our house? Yeah. Um, I'm just going to tell all of them that I will leave for a million dollars. That's okay. Honestly, why not? The worst thing they can do is say, say no. no. Yeah, and it's like okay. And then if someone says yes. I have a million dollars. You have a million dollars. And let me dollars. tell you about my house. You've been to my house. Nice house. It's a nice house. Nice house. Nice house. Decent backyard. Mm-hmm. Right? Hank's got his own room. Max's got his own room. Yeah. I have an office. It's nice. Nice. Two and a half baths. Yeah. Okay. Not, not a million, million dollars. dollars. <laughs> it's not it's close. very nice. Not close. But it's not a million dollars. Not close. 
Um, now, I mean, again, in this housing market, <laughs> you're you're going to start pushing that eventually if this keeps trending. <laughs> so I just got I literally just got a text from somebody that said like, "Hello, my name is Sophia. I was in your area and curious if you were, shall consider a good offer for and my address." Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to re- text back and say one million dollars. Yeah, and we'll see what happens. Well, why not? Yeah. Just like, hi, Sarah. Mm-hmm. Give me mill. Uh, give me, give me money, please. <laughs> Show me the money. Yesterday, Corey Hogue, our small college insider, was in town, and so we uh, took the opportunity to pick his brain about all things college, small college football in the state of Texas. Here is my talk with DCTF small college insider Corey Hogue here on Texas Football Today. Season is careening towards us at an incredible rate of speed, and we got to get up to speed with our small college insider here, Dave Campbell's Texas Football. We are joined by our friend Corey Hogue. Corey. Thanks for coming. More importantly, thank you for bringing your wife and your son and the cookies. <laughs> yes. Well, now you can see why I look like I do. <laughs> and it's going to be hard for you. Yeah. No. Because this, you you can't indulge too much no, right now. This you're, is tough, you're a couple man. weeks. Yeah. This is, this is becoming an increasingly uncomfortable time of year for me where you guys show up with cookies and I'm trying to fit into a suit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Forces working against one another. All right. The small college uh, world in, in, uh, in Texas is, of course... The landscape is changing kind of like everyone. For people who have maybe slept through the last year, uh, can you get us up to speed on on the new look in in the small colleges across the state? What's funny is if you did kind of sleep through the last year, you might actually be a little more up to speed than I am right now. Because <laughs> you've got UIW now staying mm-hmm. in the Southland. Lamar said we're going to exit a year early from the WAC to head back. And, you know, in Lone Star Conference, commerce is left. Mm-hmm. A lot more talk going on at D2. And the future of D2 is a real big question mark that uh, we'll be working on over the next few months because yeah. that's not something that's going to stop anytime soon. Yeah, I think much like you're seeing at the Division One level at the FBS level, um, there's been a, kind of some shifts in, in the small in the small college ranks, but it feels like there's there's even another shoe to drop coming in the next year, couple of years, stuff like that. So. And when I talked to Commissioner Jay Perner at the media day, he said that he said, you know, we're going to have to make more adjustments. It's not over yet. It, it, it kind of they started it first in a way with Tarleton, and then you had the Texas Four going <laughs> to the wagon, and then all of a sudden Texas and Oklahoma are like, hey. You know, they, they start the big ball rolling up top, and now that's not even done yet. So there's going to be another round sweeping through. Yeah, it trickles down uh, to, to every level in college football. All right, we're going to go conference by conference and just get, get your overall breakdown uh, of the teams uh, in, in the state of Texas in those conferences. We'll start at the FCS level, uh, kind of the, the OG <laughs> conference at the FCS level here in, in the state of Texas uh, is the Southland Conference. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, another new look this year and, and shifting sands maybe, though, Kind of grabbing back a little bit of that stability that they that they had lost. When you take a look at the Southland on the field heading into 2022, uh, what's your read on what we're going to see from there? No conference has changed more than the Southland. They've gone from strong to are they going to survive to the strongest FCS conference with Texas teams in it in a matter of like six months. It's incredible yeah. what has happened there. And so with UIW staying, that's huge. Mm-hmm. Southeastern Louisiana is going to be good. Nichols is always good. Uh, but UIW, new coach, you got G.J. Kinney in there, new, new quarterback. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got uh, Lindsey Scott Jr. coming in from Nichols. So he's got that experience. Uh, they have a defense that you better watch out for. UIW is a threat 
in the Southland. And of course, you know, Commerce is in their first year. That's going to be interesting to see what happens with them this yeah, year. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm interested in talking a little bit more about Commerce. This is the program that obviously had great success at the Division II level, making their first move up to the Division I level there at FCS. Um, you hear all the time that the biggest difference is depth, but it seems like they've got the right guy at the helm in David Bailiff. Uh, is that a team that could maybe overcome some of those early growing pains and, and be a team that, uh, that, that, that wins in, in year one? It's a great question. Mm -hmm. The problem is when you go from D2 to, to FCS, it's the same thing Tarleton ran into. And if you remember, Tarleton made a big surprise. They won a few games right at the beginning, mm -hmm. then kind of faded towards the end of the spring season. They only had like five or six games first. Commerce doesn't have that. They've got a full schedule. And what you find is injuries take place in football. And so when you go from 36 to 63 scholarships, your depth while you're building that. And that's why there's that transition period built into mm -hmm. from, from moving to D2 to FCS because you're building up those scholarships. They're not funding all of them right away. And so now you don't have, you look at, a, let's take a team that's been perennially real good, like Sam Houston. Mm -hmm. they're, they're too deep, could mm -hmm. start at any time. You don't have that kind of depth when you're just moving up to the FCS level. Uh, they'll certainly be a, a team to watch because we know that they are, they're very, they're very excited up there in commerce. The, the investment is there. It's going to be interesting to, to, to see them. All right, let's move over to the WAC. Uh, the WAC, I think you mentioned Sam. They're, of course, a perennial power in their final year there at the FCS ranks, yes. uh, making the move up to uh, Conference USA starting next year. Uh, but their, uh, their big rival, uh, the Battle of the Piney Woods, all of a sudden looking even more uh, tantalizing than normal. And uh, am I wrong in looking at the top of that conference and seeing Stephen F. And, and, uh, and, and Sam Houston duking it out for conference supremacy? Well, Sam Houston's not eligible to win yeah. the conference this year, so that's going to play a role. I think, uh, of course, SFA. I mean, they there's a reason why they are favored to do really well. They're starting the season ranked 10th in the polls and nationally, and I think that might be a little low. Mm. I really think they're going to make a run through the playoffs this year. Sam is an interesting case because their AD Bobby Williams was on a podcast through the Bearcat Sports Network mm -hmm. last night and he's pushing his coaches to focus on Conference USA mm. more than this year. And so I've heard uh, recently Casey Keeler uh, talked to the alumni and there were some things kind of coming out on that on social media from Sports of SHSU. They were there kind of giving it. and. He talked about that too. They're going to use the red shirt to their advantage this year at Sam to keep some of these guys an extra year while they begin that transition to CUSA. So the on-field product, they're going to compete. If, yeah. it's a, if it's a Coach Keeler team, yeah. they're out to win every game. But who he has to put out there every game may not be who you who who you expect. Yeah, it's very interesting because you mentioned that you know you know with Sam not being able to win the conference, things like that. Uh, for SFA. I mean, you, you talk about in a lot of ways, like, I don't want to say different motivations, but also just different goals. You yeah. know, they both have different goals. For Sam, it kind of seems like maybe they're building for 2023. They want to, they want to make sure that they're ready to hit the ground running in, in the FBS level. For SFA, best team they've had in a long time. A, I, with, I, from my, where I said, a certified national championship contender at the, yes. at the FCS ranks. And so you talk about, like, the, the two powers there, you know, really in, in, the, in the FCS ranks in Texas. Uh, 
kind of playing for different playing for different end goals here, yeah. which makes gonna make this particularly interesting. And there will be a pause in the Battle of the Piney Woods. That's something that mm -hmm. Bobby Williams did say. There will be a pause, but they're looking at only a short pause. Mm -hmm. I think the basketball may continue, but football end. Uh, the Sam does want to keep going to NRG because now they have a fifteen thousand minimum attendance average they have to maintain at FBS level. And so that game helps them out mm -hmm. with that a lot. So they want to still play at NRG. But they are in two different directions. Mm -hmm. Sam Houston is looking towards 2023, 2024, a bowl, and, and their recruiting class. Mm -hmm. Man, let me tell you, Coach Keeler's pulling in. That, that staff is incredible. Mm -hmm. He is pulling in the recruits right now. They are battling with the big dogs in Texas already for some of these top recruits. So they're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. SFA reminds me of the 2017 Texas A&M Commerce. Mm. High and praise. That team won a national title, mm -hmm. and they've got the same, same setup. They've got a defense that can just dominate. They have a quarterback who is very efficient and perfect game manager. Luis Perez is not going to wow you with an arm strength or anything like that. Well, neither is Trey Self, mm -hmm. but you know what? They're going to get you down the field, and they're going to score some points. They've got a dynamic wide receiver, game changer in Xavier Gibson. That team... To win a national title, things have to break right for you. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to say they're going to win, but I'm telling you, they. it wouldn't surprise me to see them be one of the teams to keep our little small college Texas tradition going of a national champion almost every single year. Uh, there is, of course, one other uh, FCS conference in, in the state of Texas, and that's the SWAC. Uh, with Prairie View A&M and Texas Southern, uh, you know, I think for, you know, I look at what Texas Southern did last year. It seems small, right? Yeah. Three wins. For a lot of programs, three wins, you roll out of bed. <laughs> you get three, three wins would be a huge disappointment. It feels like maybe finally for the Tigers, they've got a little bit of, uh, of, of momentum there. Andrew Body, I mean, you get a quarterback and things yeah. change. I, I, I look at this and, and, and you know, the HBCU football is on the rise across the country. Uh, it's exciting football, and for, for both Prairie View and Texas Southern, for the first time in a long time, we can say for both programs, the future seems really bright. It really does. Mm -hmm. And starting with Texas Southern, what Coach Clarence McKinney has done there is just, I mean, it's incredible. Like that guy. Miraculous done, almost. And to win three games last year felt like six or seven. Yeah. It really did, and it does from an outside point of view. So I can't imagine how good it feels from the inside point of view. A couple of things, though, I, I think coming into this year, number one, Andrew Body is the real deal. Mm -hmm. Sophomore year can be a struggle for a lot of college quarterbacks. So can he take that next step this year before he without struggles the other thing is that that schedule mm -hmm. that is hard four of their first five are on the road they're playing fbs teams i don't see more than maybe three or four wins in that schedule this year and if they were to even equal last year's win total that would actually be a positive compared to last year <laughs> yeah we hear that with a number of other when we talk at the fbs ranks we hear teams that like they could have the same schedule or even or the same record or even just like you know marginally better marginally worse but be a significantly better team yeah texas southern could be that kind of team they they really look yeah. like that and they've got a the offensive line mm -hmm. what coach mckinney has done to rebuild that mm -hmm. is really good and, and then you look at prairie view of course Coach Eric Dooley, uh, who mm -hmm. thought that he would leave a Grambling guy I know. who left Prairie View for Southern. Uh, I mean, this guy, he does not care about rivalries in the HBCU. No. <laughs> but Bubba McDowell stepping in there, the perfect choice. Mm -hmm. I couldn't have thought of a better candidate for Prairie View A&M than Bubba McDowell. Those, the, the players love him, and that tells you a lot. They're going to play hard for him. 
Um, they don't have Jackson State on their schedule this year. Mm -hmm. So I think that automatically kind of makes them a, a favorite to get to that, that SWAC title game mm -hmm. again this year. Yeah, they're certainly uh, great football being played there in the SWAC and, and two really exciting programs with exciting coaching staff and some really, you know, uh, you know players who are worth the price of admission, most certainly. All right, that's Division One or Division One. Let's now move to Division Two. <laughs> the Lone Star Conference. We were at, well, the last time I saw it was at Lone Star Conference Media Days. Uh, we, we talked a little bit there. Uh, this is a new look conference. They've yes. uh, they've entered into an alliance with the uh, the, the GNAC, the Great Northwest <laughs> Athletic Conference. Uh, so yes, A&M Kingsville is playing a game against a team from Canada. Yes. Um, so when you take a look at the at the at the the Lone Star Conference, the newly constituted Lone Star Conference. Um, you know, they, there was a little bit of controversy last year. Angelo State, their best year in, 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 in you know, program history, basically, mm -hmm. or at least tying it. Uh, and then, but they were not even the conference champion. No. Uh, and so the conference champion left out of the playoffs. <laughs> yes. It's a whole mess there in the Lone Star Conference. <laughs> Sword out the Lone Star Conference for us. I wish I could. <laughs> I really do. You mentioned Kingsville playing Simon Fraser. We don't know where. Yeah. They're playing Simon Fraser. We know right now it will not be Canada this mm -hmm. year. That is, we know that no team will actually go into Canada, mm -hmm. but will they play the game or where are they going to play? Mm -hmm. So I've heard, I'm trying to confirm right now mm -hmm. the location. I've heard uh, Western Washington mm -hmm. is uh, the spot. And, you know, there's, there's always logistics and details that goes into everything when you're talking college and athletics mm -hmm. and finances and football. So that's still kind of getting worked out. I'm waiting on the, the finalization for that one. Uh, yes, yeah, so, so that right there, these teams don't even know. They, they don't have hotel rooms yet yeah. if they're traveling to play because they don't know where to go. So there's so much uncertainty right now. And that is the way with the whole, the whole league. Mm -hmm. uh, um, that transfer portal did a number on Division mm -hmm. II, especially Angelo State. They lost the best offensive lineman, Willis Patrick, went to Jackson mm -hmm. State. Uh, that was huge, and and the offensive line took a big hit. I I got to tell you, my preseason favorite was Angelo State. Mm -hmm. When I did the magazine, when when the media day comes, mm -hmm. they're no longer my preseason favorite. Mm -hmm. Now my preseason favorite is now Midwestern State okay. because of what we found out yesterday that Dylan Sterling Cole is back. Granted, another season of eligibility, and so he is back in. Midwestern has their defensive players back. Malik mm -hmm. Owens is just a yeah. beast on the defensive line. They've got wide receivers that are so fast and quick. The only thing that team was missing was a quarterback to get them the ball. Well, DSC helps them yes. right there. Dylan Sterling Cole is a huge help to them. So now I would think that maybe MSU is, the, and, and talking to Coach Maskell, I get that feeling from him because he's really grumpy right now. <laughs> and the grumpier he is. That's a good tell. The, yes. Yeah, because if he's happy right now, he's mm -hmm. probably not going to have a good season. It's yeah. going to be, but as the season goes on, now he knows he's, because he's drilling into these guys. Yeah. And, and, and the Lone Star Conference at the, at the very top, I think that, you know, last year you saw a lot of those, those teams at the top kind of beat each other up, yes. uh, you know, which kind of was why, you know, conference champions left out, but a, 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 a runner-up gets into the playoffs, goes mm -hmm. three rounds deep. Um, I do think that, that overall, I look at the Texas teams especially. I, I'll admit, I'll plead ignorance on, on the, the teams from the GNAC, Simon Frazier, you know, uh, you know, the, the teams from Oregon and, and Washington. 
it does seem like maybe the overall quality of play there in the Lone Star Conference is on the rise within the Texas program. I like the West Texas A&M. I think Kingsville could yes. take a nice step. Um, I mean, this is, I think overall, when you take a look at the, the five teams in the Lone Star Conference, I think that there is there is upward momentum between those five teams. There is, and you mentioned West Texas A&M. If you've got the defensive player of the year mm -hmm. in the preseason, JT Kavanagh, he's a sophomore. Yeah. You have a talent, right? And they've got a lot of talent. And that's another team that didn't lose a ton. They lost some in the transfer portal. Uh, kind of iffy with it. But I think I think overall they may be a better this year. The question for West Texas A&M is consistency. Mm -hmm. Can they play at a high level every single week? That's what they need to do. That's what Coach Hughes is looking for there. Uh, when you talk about Kingsville, what again, we talk about what coaches are doing to programs around here. Coach Salinas, Mike Salinas down there at Kingsville, that is amazing. He mm -hmm. took a program that was in, it was tattered and broken when he mm -hmm. took over in just a few short years. This team, this team's going to be, they, they can really be pretty good this year. Uh, then when you add in the GNAC, you actually do strengthen the conference quite a bit. Mm -hmm. They already had a scheduling alliance against them, so they were playing those teams. But you've got Western Oregon. That team is always going to – or mm -hmm. Central Washington. Mm -hmm. You know, that team's always tough. Uh, Western Oregon, that's one you that can mm -hmm. sneak up and bite you. Simon Frazier is the one this year that they're going to struggle. Yeah. They they didn't play football for a few years. Like they they don't. They, they, this coach took over. I don't even know how many players he had. So yeah. they, it's going to be a struggle for Simon Frazier. We would be remiss if we did not mention the other team, the only Texas team we haven't mentioned, which is UT Permian Basin. Yes. Of course, kind of the big breakout star of 2020. Uh, 2020. Um, you know, with their undefeated record. Uh, you know, in kind of a shortened season. 2021 comes around. Um, I would say, kind of much like we were talking about with with other programs. Uh, record may not show it, but I thought that maybe some important steps forward. Um, when you take a look at what Justin Kerrigan is, is doing yes. there at UTPB, I think even in their infancy, the the state of the union there, I think, is strong there for UTPB. It is. Yeah. It, 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 what he's done there is incredible. And we say it's still in the infancy because it is. That mm -hmm. program is not even 10 years old, mm -hmm. yet he is now second longest tenured head coach in the Lone Star Conference. Oh behind, my gosh, I didn't realize that. Behind wow. Bill Maskell. So that just tells you how much change has happened. In over, but what, what, look, Coach Kerrigan's got a team and he's been real quiet. I think they, they could be a sneaky one to mm -hmm. watch out for in that Lone Star Conference because they, they, he's been so kind of down low. And uh, I think he knows he's got a really good team out there, and he's got a wide receiver. MJ Link is a game changer <laughs> out there himself. So they, they've got – it was a young team last year. They've always got a great linebacker core. They're going to be good. Uh, the Lone Star Conference figures to be a lot of fun. All right, let's now drop to Division Three, uh, where I really can't stress enough that it's Corey Hogue <laughs> who writes the magazine in Division Three um, yes. because uh, the American Southwest Conference – you have the defending national champions, Mary Harden Baylor. I mean, what an incredible run. They bring back their quarterback, Kyle King, who is such a star for them. And that is why you, Corey Hogue, <laughs> Corey.hogue at TexasFootball.com, chose Harden Simmons to win the conference. <laughs> yes, I did. You, you email, this is 100% true. You send in your copy to, to me. Yes. And in there, you don't normally just say, hey, here's the Lone Star Conference preview, something yeah. like that. And you sent, you're like, I think I'm going to make some people, get some people talking with my American <laughs> Southwest Conference. We've certainly got them talking. Yeah. Harden Simmons over, uh, over Mary Harden Baylor in the American Southwest Conference. And it looks even worse 
when you look at now that they're the preseason number one by all the publications, <laughs> right? It's like, but they had to be. They're the national champions. They're the national champions, yeah. and they return a lot. Mm -hmm. They also lose some. Mm -hmm. Not a ton, but they lose some. Coach Fredenberg, mm -hmm. look, that is an adjustment. I look, their coach. You don't have to worry about the head coaching position mm -hmm. there at Mary Harden Baylor. They're going to be fine mm -hmm. on the field. Yeah, that's not where I'm really concerned. The offensive coordinator, mm -hmm. Stephen Lee, leaving and going to Abilene Christian, that is huge because when they've started this run of of national titles, started like 16. Stephen Lee was their offensive mm -hmm. coordinator. And that started right as he arrived. And that, that's not a coincidence. Mm -hmm. He's a really good offensive coordinator. So him moving on, that, that is a, there's going to be a new system. There may be new lingo. A lot of things to adjust to. They have a good quarterback. Kyle King's not going to lose a game. He's gonna, he can fling the ball down the field. He's got talented wide receivers. They're going to put up some points. The defense is going to be pretty good, but you still have the defensive coordinator that's now the head coach. Mm -hmm. So there still could be some, some transition in there too. So I, I see some uncertainty that if you're going to win a national title, you're going to win the American Southwest Conference right now, you start fall camp, you, you need to be ahead of where they are right now. Mm -hmm. They're kind of building. Harden-Simmons is not. Mm -hmm. Harden-Simmons has at least 10 returners on each side of the ball. They host Mary Harden-Baylor. That coaching staff knows, and, it, and at some point, in some year, the streak will end. Mm -hmm. And it just, when I was looking at this in April, mm -hmm. and I still look at it today, and I don't change my opinion, mm -hmm. I still pick Harden-Simmons today because I just think... If the stars are ever aligned for it to happen, yeah. it's this year. It's it's bold. It's certainly bold. And and there's a lot to like. It's also worth mentioning, go back to last year, the Harden-Simmons and Mary Harden-Baylor game. Um, razor's edge type stuff. Very, you know, Mary Harden-Baylor had to work real hard to get that win. It was very narrow. Harden-Simmons, I think there's an argument. They can close that gap, and especially just coming home, things like that. Uh, and it may end up being that, you know, the, the, the rest of that conference, they, those two, they, I think it's fair to say those are the two best teams the Americans have. They are. And the other thing about Harden-Simmons is their schedule is they have all the teams that could give them a challenge pretty much at home, mm -hmm. except for one, and it's a, it's a sneaky one. Mm -hmm. Last year after they, they only lost by six points, by mm -hmm. the way. They, the, mm -hmm. they played the national champion closer than anybody else in the entire mm -hmm. season. So they, we know they're good. They return that team. But the next week, they played McMurray. McMurray almost snuck up on them. It was a three-point win. Well, they have McMurray again at McMurray this year. So that, that could actually be a sneaky one for Harden-Simmons mm -hmm. to look at because McMurray is nothing to sneeze at. What, mm -hmm. what Jordan Neal has done to build that program back up. And, and then, you know, Howard Payne. Mm -hmm. They're not a pushover. Mm -hmm. You know, Coach Jason Bachtel there, he's put together, and, and it started before him. He's mm -hmm. just carrying it on through. It, it's really incredible what you see there. Uh, Sol Ross has got some questions. Mm -hmm. They got a new coach. Uh, first time in a while they've had a new coach. Yeah. Uh, Austin College, it seems like they're still kind of building. They, they are getting a new turf put in, which will really be mm -hmm. nice there in Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> That's almost complete. Um, there's just so many southwestern yeah oh, you got landry gilpin oh, you have more. a chance right like <laughs> that's just how it is and texas lutheran mm -hmm. another new head coach that's a program that has got a lot of questions third head coach in about three seasons or four seasons it's 
really tough for them right now. They've kind of slid. It'll be interesting to see how they how they do. But there's one sneaky team that if I don't mention them, I'm going to get blown up, and it's East Texas Baptist. Mm-hmm. That team can always play with anyone. Coach Maper, and he gets them ready. They play a hard non-conference, mm-hmm. and, and he gets them ready. My hope this year is we get at least two ASC teams in the playoffs because if Harden-Simmons yeah. loses out because they played one game that they couldn't find an opponent of D3 – and if they play an NAIA school, it, that's just yeah. not right, in my opinion. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot. We've talked a lot about a lot of favorites. Uh, I know, you know, we, we like Incarnate Word, uh, Stephen F. Austin, Sam, of course. Uh, you know, both both SWAC teams, especially Prairie View, has an opportunity to make a run uh, at, the, at the FCS level. Uh, we talked a little bit about Angelo State, Midwestern State, the very top of the Lone Star Conference, although the, the conference is pretty strong as a whole. Harden, Simmons, Mary Harden, Baylor, but again, the ASC pretty strong. I want to, I want to hear about who's the surprise team who's the sneaky team that maybe nobody's paying attention to right now but you've got your eye on and you think could be that team that we're talking about and say wow what a great year that they they were able to put together i give you one for each comp each okay, level. i love it one for each level start at fcs abilene christian okay biggest unknown there is right now new coach new coordinator everything has changed but they also brought in like 19 fbs guys mm-hmm. and Coach Patterson, it's his first head coaching job, but he knows what he's doing, and it seems like they could be a surprise in another one there. Uh, look, Tarleton, they're not eligible yet to win the title, but this could be a year they take another step forward to where next year when they are eligible, there'll be something to uh, be talked about. Division two, Texas A&M Kingsville is a threat. Mm-hmm. And they became a bigger threat when I confirmed on media day that Miklo Smalls mm-hmm. is their quarterback. That is huge. We're talking about a Lone Star Conference player of the year type of player that heading up a team that was doing really well last year. Man, they're, they're going to be a team that could really surprise some people if they have some depth. If they stay healthy, they're going to be a team. Division three, watch out for McMurray. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put I, – I think that – they're to an area now that they, they've got he's – Coach Neal's been there long enough. He's built up some depth on that roster. I think now they, they – I'm not saying they challenge at the top, mm-hmm. but I'm saying they get up kind of that next tier, kind of up there with Howard Payne is right now. Okay. So we're talking – you know, it's good things when you get up to that tier mm-hmm. uh, right there. And then we didn't talk Trinity in Division Three. Yeah. That, team, that team could be a national champion. Mm-hmm. I was at the game last year when they nearly defeated Mary Hart and Baylor in the first mm-hmm. round of the playoffs. Whoever comes out of those three in, the, in, in Texas between Trinity, Harden-Simmons, and Mary Harden-Baylor, that's my national champion favorite because that's a, that's a monster yeah. of uh, three teams right there. Uh, but you go down to NAI, mm-hmm. Texas Wesleyan, mm-hmm. starting with the Global Classico here in a couple of weeks. Watch out for the Rams. They were picked second in the conference, and there's a reason. That, mm-hmm. that team, what Coach Prudhomme has done there, oh, my goodness. That team was nothing a few years yeah. ago. When I started this, they were in their first year, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was five years ago, and here they are challenging. They were picked ahead of Arizona Christian, who's a, a perennial NAI, pretty good powerhouse mm-hmm. team there. So they're picked right behind Ottawa. That's going to be fun to watch. Uh, then you look at the JUCO rank. And it's whoever can win the SWJCFC, yeah. right? Like, I mean, who knows, man? Draw a name. <laughs> it feels like every single year, just draw a name. Yeah. And when, when I was doing the power poll, which I, this is one of the reasons I'm kind of glad we're kind of shifting away from that power poll just a little bit, <laughs> because how do you say a six and four Trinity Valley, Navarro, Kilgore, they all beat up on each other? Yeah. 
And so how do you how do you differentiate these teams? You know, you beat one one week, lose to the, and you're like, there's no transitive properties. To, there's nothing in JUCO. It's just who can come out of that title? Who can get on? Exactly <laughs> yeah. right. And you got to remember too. New Mexico Military Institute is the defending mm-hmm. national champion from that conference. Mm-hmm. So that conference always usually puts a team right there in the national title picture. He's Corey Hogue. Nobody covers small colleges in the state of Texas like Corey. You're on Republic of Football uh, yes. later today. And then I believe we've got an extra podcast coming out with you. Craven, yes. Craven's so excited just nerd out with you. <laughs> we are going to nerd out on small colleges. You think this was nerding out? This was this was surface level, This guys. was surface. I do. <laughs> I, I have notes. So we're, I got my computer and I got notes. So, yeah. <laughs> Corey, appreciate you stopping by, my friend. Thank you. There he is, our friend Corey Hogue. Um, I always think it's weird whenever you cut from me to me. Um, yeah, it's too much you. I'm friend, glad we agree on something. Our, our friend Corey Hogue joining us uh, yesterday in the studio to talk small college football. The man knows uh, a lot. The, yep. man, the man knows a lot. Yeah, if you missed uh, ROF football. yesterday, he was on that too. So yeah. go back and you can watch that. You can get a snoot full of Corey Hogan. By the way, I believe there's a fresh episode of Republic of Football coming out mm-hmm. um, in the Republic of Football feed with Mike Craven and Corey Hogue just nerding out, like going super deep on FCS. Like that so. was like the chips and salsa to yes. how deep into this it is the yeah and that, that and, and that podcast is the botana platter yeah you know just like got <laughs> the luan platter yeah that's, <laughs> no luan platter is a it's loopies yeah but that's not the point of a botana platter is like it's, it's, there's everything. like a ton of it like yeah. a luan platter is a normal amount of food it's like normally meatloaf and then like some mm-hmm. mashed potatoes and another vegetable and then you get some jello at the end we're Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Uh, scan that QR code. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football subscriber. We would like that very much. It pays pickles bills. If you yes. go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, power bill is very high this month. So it is. Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe and allow pickle to afford air conditioning com slash subscribe you also get a year's worth of exclusive online content and if you don't have a magazine yet they should be on shelves but if you don't uh we will mail one to you today so you go to textfootball.com slash subscribe or scan that qr code there on your screen right now but mostly i get ac which is great you know, Pickle, every high school athlete wants to play on the big stage and every parent wants their child to be the best. But is making your target list of schools based on top 25 rankings really the best strategy? What about academics? What about location? Coaching style? Financial aid? There's so many factors that should be considered when selecting a college program outside of on-field performance. Our friends at Athletes to Athletes have put together a recruiting guide centered around providing a broader, more holistic perspective about what your college experience could be. This thing's got checklists, key strategies, do's and don'ts, tons more. It's a 22-page guide. It covers everything you and your family should know as you walk through your college recruiting journey. And for a limited time exclusively to our audience, Athletes to Athletes is offering this guide for free. That's right. Go to athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell today to download the free college recruiting guide. That's athletestoathletes.com slash Dave Campbell. And now a word from our friends at VCR Now. Born and bred in Texas hits a little different. 
as it should. Texas loves doing business with fellow Texans. VCR now takes its Texas roots as seriously as its many partnerships with schools and universities around the state. It's also why we're so proud to promote our brand in the pages of the Texas Bible, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and on the airwaves of Texas Football Today. Driven by producing quality broadcast video, state-of-the-art audio, and LED video scoreboards at affordable prices, VCR now makes sure to listen to your needs in its athletic department before recommending the next best steps. Building great products is our business, and it's our focus on building meaningful long-term partnerships with our clients that sets us apart. From our 24-7, 365-day help desk, the training lab in our hometown of Red Oak, or our sports marketing business plan that puts money back in the hands of our athletic departments we support. VCR Now is built. com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Again, that's info at VCRnow.com or by calling 855-GO-VCR-NOW. Pickle uh, takes a lot of uh, of hands to keep the trains on the tracks around here. It does. At, uh, at Dave Campbell's Texas. Well, we got a lot going on. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of shrapnel flying. And most of the time, not enough hands. And and normally when the shrapnel flies, what we do is we grab the nearest intern and throw them in front of ourselves mm-hmm. to protect us from the, the, the shrapnel. Yes. And here with the DCTF 2022 Summer Internship Exit <laughs> Interview is uh, one of those victims it's Ryan Baldwin. Hello, Ryan. Hello, Mr. Tepper. How are you? Excellent. Please don't call me Mr. Tepper. Please that's, keep doing that. That's very... Make makes him me, feel that's old. That's how I was raised, though. That makes yeah, me very... Exactly. I, don't, I, I don't care how you were raised. <laughs> you, were ra- you, were, you were raised wrong if you're calling me Mr. Tepper. Um, okay, so uh, what's your deal? Uh, where, where, where do you go to school? I am in going into my last semester at the University of North Texas. Cool. So, Go mean green. Uh, planning on graduating here in December. Another one of you North Texas Another people. Yeah. You guys, and look how great he was. You're spawning. We're like weeds. We really you, are. It's, it's, we just yeah, continue I, to yes, grow. I've tried to kill you with chemicals. <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, oh, is that what was going on? Well, That's, the, yeah. You thought the coffee tasted weird. <laughs> um, so you've been here since when? When did you start? Uh, uh, May? Yeah, second to last week of May. Last second week of May. Last around week of there. May. Okay. Now we're right when magazine was going mm-hmm. to uh, going to print. Yes, I remember having a conversation with yeah, you the and the other, yeah, you <laughs> and the other interns yeah. and telling you like there's two kinds of internship, like two portions of the internship. One is where I'm just going to come to you with a bunch of little things that I need for the magazine, like photos and like please Google this person's name to make sure it's spelled right, and then we'll have fun at the end of it. Um, okay, now where'd you go to high school? Parish Episcopal. Parish Episcopal. You're a Panther. I am. They open with Alito, I think. I've got yeah. a big uh, season opening. But now, see, I went way back. My senior year was the 2010-2011. Okay. So, yeah. I've, I've It's been a while since I've been out of high school. Went mm-hmm. back to college. Uh, it was three years ago now. So. so what are you studying at North Texas? Converged Broadcast Media. So yeah. originally at North Texas, it was Media Arts. Mm-hmm. And now they've kind of split it off into Media Arts, where it's the documentary filmmaking type deal. Mm-hmm. And then there's Converged Broadcast Media, which is more of the broadcasting, news, sports, entertainment, mm-hmm. that kind of deal. Which is what Mallory and I both graduated with. Okay. Converge Broadcast Media. Okay. So then uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to do sports talk radio. Sports talk radio. Yeah, which really narrows it down in DFW now that ESPN's gone. It's yeah, I was going to say you got the fan of the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if you want to stay, stay here. Because he's at um, KNTU right now. Okay. Okay. And what are you doing which at KNTU? Which just switched formats. 
Yes. It's not a jazz station anymore, which no I was sad about. A jazz yeah. station. It is a indie slash alternative rock station. Which, um, indie is definitely stretching it. If you listen uh, <laughs> to any of it, uh, I would say ninety nine percent of it is not indie. Um, but up at KNTU, a lot I, of Coldplay. Yeah, man, Coldplay. Imagine they opened their very first song was the White Stripes. Not uh, not an indie band. Like that, no, it's not indie. That hasn't been indie but since. But local Jack White's. Yeah, Jack White hangs around. I think he has a Jack White has like a baseball bat company in Dallas. It's a weird fun fact here in the middle of this exit interview. He does a lot of different he, stuff. He's an he's a <laughs> odd guy. Uh, but uh, anytime you want to come on the show, Jack, to talk <laughs> about your, your baseball bats, we can do that. Okay, so you want to be a, a sports talk radio host. How long have you wanted to do that? Mm, well, I went to college a couple different times trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And... After I dropped out a couple times because I just couldn't figure it out, I was in the service industry for nearly 10 years. Mm -hmm. While I was in the service industry, I started bartending. And when I started bartending, I realized how awesome and cool it was, how much fun it was to talk sports with people. Mm -hmm. And then I've been listening to the ticket since I was a wee-wee lad. So I realized right about then that I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. sports talk is something that I can do and do well. And I was trying to get an internship at the time. And around that time is when they swapped to college credit only Mm -hmm. for internships. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to go back to school to try and do that. So about five, six years ago was when I realized that that's what I wanted to do. It took me some time to get back into school and Mm -hmm. um, get back on the right track for that. So you wanted an internship at at Sports Radio 1310, the ticket, and you settled for an internship at Dave Campbell's (laughs) Texas Football. Is that a fair assessment of the situation? I would never settle for you guys. Is that a fair assessment of the situation? You can't get the 9.1, you got to get the 9. So my dad actually uh, would buy the Dave Campbell's magazine every single year it came out, and we would always look through it. Um, And... You know, obviously he introduced it as the Bible of Texas football, which it rightfully is. And um, in Hank Dickinson's class this past semester, he brought in Pickle and Mallory Hartley as, you know, our two uh, recent North Texas grads to speak if to the class. We just put the young category. That was it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, he's you like, it was Kyle like Yeomans. literally like yeah. Eric Nadel, Craig Way. Pickle and Mallory to fill in a young person um, thing and then keep going. No, Ted Emmerich is young. Ted Emmerich is young. Yeah, Jared Sandler. I have to say that because he's well. like. I have to say that because Ted's like my age. age. It, so had like, nice, yeah. it had a nice spread. Uh, not yeah. It really he tries did. to okay. cover all bases. We're just there to to check the young. Category. Do you feel like you know more about high school and college football now at the end of your internship than you did at the, the beginning? Oh, for sure. Even just going through the. Uh, editing the pages of the magazine mm-hmm. or the proofreading in that first week uh-huh. i learned that there was a lot more football teams <laughs> especially high school football teams in texas and i yeah, we get that thought. a lot yeah. you were in the magazine we found your name right yes back in 2010 2011 i was uh i guess it was the 2010 edition i was in the players to other players to players watch to watch That's but right. your dad was not in there so yeah, you he, would you say that you're you were the better athlete him. of the family oh, for sure okay yeah, good, and good, he good. would admit that too Ew. it's not even a, it's not even close <laughs> mm-hmm. um and by the way he'd like to for, file a formal complaint that the linebacking okay. core for highland park back in 83 did not get a mention that oh, no. well. <laughs> you I know will. what fair <laughs> listen listen <laughs> unfortunately unfortunately the uh the the, the editor-in-chief at the time is no longer with, with us so i can't i can't necessarily file that complaint but that's even better because that just means that the complaint goes straight to you, and that's what we like <laughs> to do around here. Can't be held responsible for that. Can't be held responsible for that. Okay, so then what was your favorite thing that you did during your internship? Oh, man. Uh, probably a tie between 
the home turf series, which mm-hmm. I really love doing, going out to Byron Nelson and Grapevine and getting to see the facilities. And really, I haven't known too many high school coaches, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so going to talk to the coaches and realizing that they're really cool people overall. <laughs> that they're normal humans. They're, I mean, yeah, well, they're yeah. normal humans, but yeah. and uh, Agree. <laughs> and so uh, Coach Alexander's golf cart may have been the highlight of that one. He uh, uh, there you I went go. out to Grapevine because mm-hmm. he has a golf cart that he gets to go back out to the stadium and back to the facility. I was going to say, and he yeah. drove that like deal. on the the road road. Oh, like yeah. it wasn't just oh, yeah. sidewalks. No, he, he was, he, he and people were waving at, at him. him. I'm <laughs> like, oh, so you're a big deal, right? Like people know you. That's awesome. Okay. So then that was your, your favorite thing that you did. What was your least favorite thing that you did? in your internship we want to give a fair and balanced look sure, at what an internship yeah, at Dave yeah. Campbell's Texas football is like I can't think of really anything that was horrendously grating I proofreading is not really my forte and so that mm-hmm. first week when uh Pickle was <laughs> when like you you're gonna be the video the production intern and then the first day is yeah like, the first is like here's 45 pages yeah here's he literally read like the entire 5a section yeah. or yeah. something I was like mm-hmm. I'm sorry and then yeah. I went on to like 3a on Thursday yeah <laughs> so that was probably my least favorite but even that wasn't terrible because it's obviously important yeah hey me yeah. and me and you both but me yeah, and you both <laughs> okay and finally um uh well no not finally um, who is your favorite member of the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff, and who is your least favorite member of the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff? Well, as my as she is my supervisor, I feel I'm obligated to say that Ashley Pickle is my favorite uh, Dave Campbell's Texas football staff but, member. But to be clear, you're only saying that out of obligation. If I, you yes. weren't obligated, we, the fifth. we I, might <laughs> get a different answer. I just, I'm, I'm a smart I'm, man I'm on the mic. I'm reading the tea leaves here. I'm reading the tea leaves. Okay, who is your least favorite member of the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff? I, I, I have not met a single bad person here. Unlike it's person clearly here. Mallory it's, Hartley. It, That's it. Yeah, it's, I mean, if we have be. to pick one. But it, it has to be Mallory. Mallory. Look, who, look who ducks the bullet again. again. Keep I'm doing nothing it. if not uh, diplomatic. <laughs> okay, and, and, and so finally, would you recommend a Dave Campbell's Texas football internship to a friend? I have already recommended oh, a Dave no. Campbell. He has. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of my, my podcast co-hosts that I do at KNCU is looking for an internship possibly in the spring. I passed his name along and passed on Pickle's name. And Oh, yeah. Bump uh, up your podcast. Yeah. Do you fast. want to promote your podcast? Oh, sure. Uh, the main events uh, available at KNTU.com slash podcasts um, that me and Mason Shepard do generic sports and as my wife calls it sports adjacent mm-hmm. topics <laughs> um so all the stuff that doesn't fit neatly into your major four yes. categories how do you feel about your north texas mean green this season your beloved i presume I, beloved is such a strong word to use your um, your my, tolerated <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if we do any better than last year i will be surprised our main issue last year was inconsistent quarterback play um and i'm not sold on jace reuter yet are you sold on grant canal or austin (laughs) ani austin ani is the nicest dude and i feel bad i know couldn't get anything going because i went to the press conferences the player press conferences i got to you know ask him some questions in Mm -hmm. here and he is the nicest dude and i'm like man i want you to play well to do well i want you to do well (laughs) i do but I'm not sold on any of the uh, mean green football yet, but didn't you know we're a basketball school now? We are. How was that conference championship? Oh. Aren't you wearing it? You're wearing Conference USA basketball shirt. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm repping the brand. We're a basketball school. Absolutely. We're a basketball school. 
we recognize this. Ryan Baldwin, now former intern at <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Ryan, we appreciate your help. Uh, Pickle, what kind of butt. grade? What kind of grade would you give Ryan as an intern? You are uh, a supervisor. Literally, I mean, before he walked in, I said, I, I, I want to hire Ryan. <laughs> he was fantastic. Uh, yeah, anybody, anybody in this area would be very, very lucky to have him. Um, and that's not just because he's a Mean Green. Um, he's he's great. He was there fantastic. it is. There it is. A firm C minus from Ashley. Pickle. <laughs> Uh, get degrees. That's right. So I've been told. That's that's going to do it for us. Ryan, appreciate your help. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for coming in. Uh, you know how we end the show, right? Have you ever watched this program? To he the cuts end? it all the, the time, but I don't think he has to. He never has to get to the ending. Yeah. Uh, we've ended 1,432 consecutive episodes by asking Vince Young to get his Player of the Year trophy. Uh-huh. And so you have the honor of doing that in a second when I cue you. Okay. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. It's a real thing. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Corey Hogue and Ryan Baldwin for being our guests. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Ryan. Mr. Vincent Young, please, please come get your lovely, lovely Player of the Year award. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.